0: Getting back
1: up on my feet, that you showed up. Hi everyone, welcome to Inclusion Unscripted. I'm Margaret Spence, for those of you who are joining me for the first time, welcome to Inclusion Unscripted. Just to tell you a little bit about us and about what we do, and I have to sort of add a little plug into this one, I'm sure a lot of you will be listening to this after the fact. This is my birthday weekend, so I am super psyched about doing this episode and being live with all of you today. So let me tell you a little bit about Inclusion Unscripted and why we're here and what we do. Inclusion Unscripted, we're not just talking about diversity and inclusion, we're living it. Inclusion Unscripted is built on the premise that we have to live more powerfully. We have to show up bolder, we have to say what needs to be said, and we have to create safe spaces to have tough conversations about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And in that process of having these hard conversations about diversity, equity, and inclusion, we have to be willing to give ourselves the space to learn and grow and be empowered as we walk through The diversity journey. So historically, there's a lot of us who haven't been allowed in the room, as as you would say. They have we haven't been allowed in the room. We haven't had the opportunity. We haven't had what we need to be totally successful. But, but with inclusion unscripted, we're here to call some of that out. Give real solid tips about diversity, inclusion, equity, equality. And just to give you a sense of what we're going to talk about today, today is focused on equity. So we're going to stick a pin in that, and I'm going to come back. The Inclusion Unscripted podcast is recorded live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, every Friday at 2 PM. And if you join me live, you can follow me on social platforms, on, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Instagram. I'm at Margaret Spence CEO. For those of you who have never joined me before, I'm going to give you just a little bit about my background, a little bit about who I am, why I'm doing this, why this is important to me. I think it's important for us to put our voices in the arena, even when we are not sure about the arena we're putting our voices in. So for me, I've been a consultant for a number of years. I have worked with organizations around diversity and inclusion. And I've built a community called the Inclusion Learning Lab Community. And this podcast is sponsored by the Inclusion Learning Lab itself. So if you wanna learn more about us, you can visit our website, inclusionlearninglab.com. If you wanna learn more about the community, it's Inclusion Learning Lab Community. Backslash community, there's a tab on the homepage. The community is built to support DEI leaders and talent leaders as you do the work within your organization. We're there to help you and navigate the sometimes thankless job of building DEI. You know, it's not always the, the most pleasant job, it's the one with the highest turnover. It is the one that has the most issues in terms of trying to create change within the organization. It is also difficult to be a DEI leader, even if you're not, even if you don't have the title. It's difficult to have that role and be totally successful at it. And not only be successful, but feel that you're making an impact for diverse people in your workforce. So take the time, visit InclusionLearningLab.com, sign up for our new weekly newsletter and i also want to let you guys know if after the podcast you want to get more information about the work we're doing the third wednesday of every month we have a third wednesday and third wednesday is an open forum live for deni leaders we go for an hour it's a pretty interesting forum i present a topic like for example this past wednesday we had the open forum and our topic was deni data analytics and how do we analyze data and tell really good stories with the data that we've analyzed. So on next month, we're gonna be talking about ERGs. So you can join us in October, it's the third Wednesday of every month from one to 2 p.m. Eastern. And there is a registration link on our website, inclusionlearninglab.com. So now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, let's talk about why we're here today. Why are we here today? What is the topic? So I was on a program yesterday, in fact, and I was reminded when I was on that program of a process that I think we've sort of forgotten. It's been buried. Stanford University did this huge program. There was two individuals that talked about collective impact and how collective impact works in terms of building equity. And so today's topic is simply this. How do we create collective equity for people of color, professionals of color, so that we are gaining equity inside of organizations? And really granularly describing equity, what it is, why we need it, why it is essential that we have equity, and why I think as de leaders, we need to not lead with diversity. We have to lead with equity because the organization can be diverse. There can be hundreds and hundreds of diverse people in any organization, but those people have no equity. There's no equity being put into those individuals. And so today's episode, we're really gonna talk at a high level about equity. I was also reminded by a client this week in a discussion that I had with her that there's a missed opportunity if we only focus on diversity and inclusion and equality and belonging and all the other acronyms that go with the de work, and we miss and don't talk about equity. We don't have the discussion around equity. And so it's a missed opportunity. And I honestly think, and, and this is a pause for all of you who are doing de this is a pause. I think, especially for DEI leaders of color, let me talk specifically to you. I think that when people say equity, there is a thought that we are asking for reparation. I'm going to pause there and hold that. I think when people hear equity, they think we are asking for reparation. Okay? That is not what equity is. I think a lot of you are uncomfortable pushing the equity envelope. I think you are uncomfortable talking about equity in a bold way in your organization. I think that you have never defined equity at a granular level for your organization. And I think even though we know that equity is a thing that we should have as people of color, we've never actually felt comfortable enough demanding equity from an organization and so equity is not discussed. It's easy to talk about diversity. It's easy to look at data sets and say we don't have enough black and brown people. It's easy to look at a data set and say we don't have enough women. It's super easy to look at a data set and say there aren't enough women of color in leadership roles but it's really hard to have the discussion around equity. It's really hard. I remember doing a, a podcast with a good friend and we I talked about cap table equity when, and here's how that works. So for example, there's a, a tech startup out there and you as a person of color don't arrive at that tech startup early enough to get startup equity. So as that organization grows and becomes bigger and maybe eventually goes public, you, ha- you didn't come in at the ground floor, so you're really not getting the benefit of this organization going public and getting tons of money. So imagine for a second when P- Facebook, for example, went public. You know, it was pretty clear. The people who were the original folks made out like bank. But if you look around that room, the diversity wasn't there. If you look deeply through that room and you said, okay, where's the person of color? Where's the the Hispanic person? Where's the black person? Where's the native American person? Maybe there are a lot of Asians represented in that list in that an original cap table, because that's a natural place where in tech, you have a lot of startups who will have people who are Asian represented, but that great. We are so happy that that that, that the category is represented. However, the odds are there aren't any black or Hispanic people at that table, unless you are the founder, right? And we could have a whole nother discussion about founders and and so on. That's not what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about equity and, and the impact of not having equity in the organization. So I'll give you the example. And, and where, what I the, the best example that I that I use is a simple one. The example is this: If you are a regular employee, if you get fired, somebody comes to your desk and says, "Margaret, it's time to go. Have a good life. Go away. Here's your two week severance. Here's your six month severance. Here's your outplacement. Go away. Have a good life." If you have equity people have a whole different discussion with you. If a CEO is being terminated, the CEO has a golden parachute, he's gonna fly off the building, the parachute's gonna open, he's gonna have a soft landing wherever he's going, right? So when you have equity in the organization, the stakes that you have laid out is completely different from the stakes when you are have no equity. You have no equity in the organization. So a lot of times what ends up happening is diversity leaders, those of you who are VP of D or DEI, who are chief diversity officers, who are diversity managers, it's comfortable for you to say, we don't have enough black and brown people here. We don't have enough women. We don't have enough young people. Our p- talent pipeline doesn't look right. It's hard for you to say, how do we negotiate so, that the next woman that gets promoted is promoted into an equity position. And so, most DEI leaders, most of you, because I talk to a lot of you, most of you have no idea where the equity is being handed out. There's a spot in the organization where equity gets handed out. And if you're not aware of where the equity is being handed out, then You're not advocating effectively for the people who need to move into those roles. See, when you have equity, they give you a set of stuff to walk out the door. And you walk out the door quite comfortable. When you have no equity, you walk out the door with a couple weeks of pay, and you're off to find something else. Equity is not your 401k. So let me get straight with all of you who think equity is a 401k. It is not. I remember having the discussion with a bunch of young attorneys who were partners in various law firms. And I said to all of them, do any of you have equity in the law firm? It's like, well, I never thought about that. Well, you need to negotiate equity. Equity needs to be a part of your salary negotiations. You're a partner, why don't you have equity? What does it take to get equity? And is that something you can negotiate at the door? When it comes to executive leaders, I'll give you an example. We were working with an organization, and they brought in a new set of executives into the organization, all from outside. Each one of them negotiated an equity stake in the organization. They negotiated equity on their way in the door, right? So if they get fired, they have negotiated a potential equity, and they're going to have to get paid out for that equity. But most black and brown people take a job, you talk to the recruiter, the recruiter hires you, they give you a salary, you negotiate the salary, you negotiate against yourself, and you don't get any equity. You get no equity, you get a salary. And the equity they'll say, oh, we match your 401k with 5%. That is not equity. That is basically taking your own money and giving you some more. That's not equity, okay? So effectively, we as people of color are not at the equity table. We are not there. We are not there in any shape or form. We are not there and we are not getting equity. So let me give you the definition of equity. Equity is fairness and justice Achieved through systematically addressing disparities in opportunities, outcome, and representation, and redressing those disparities through targeted action. That is equity. So let me give you an example of how equity works at the front door, the very lowest level of the organization. Someone gets hired. They come in the door. What is their equity stake? Zero. They have none. But how does the organization pour equity into a brand new employee? You pour it in by training them. You pour it in by giving them career opportunities. You pour into them by explaining to a brand new green employee who doesn't know anything about managing their career, how to manage their career within your organization. How to move up. How to, get, how to gain leverage to get opportunities. You teach them that. You you create learning opportunities for a brand new employee, especially an employee of color who doesn't have a Rolodex to be able to gain equity. Meaning you're pouring into me and I am sitting in your desk and I'm learning and I'm giving to you, but you're also making me a better person. So at the lowest level of the organization, Equity can be accomplished by the way we distribute resources to brand new talent coming in the door. How do we expose talent to what is possible? How do we do that? That is the lowest level of opportunity lens that we could give to someone. A young professional, a professional of color, a woman, a woman of color. You could say, okay, at our lowest level, we are going to address educating you on talent movement, career opportunities, how to to work with your manager, how to address your reviews that's when you get a review from your manager, how do you ask for development? You're going to give me courses on that. Those courses are gonna be designed to help me grow as a person. That's that's gonna be the low level, the lowest level equity investment that you can make in an employee is giving them the lens of opportunity and the training on how to navigate your systems. All of you talent development folks who are out there building talent development systems If you are not building a simple process called how to build a career here, simple course, not hard. This is not rocket science material. How do we navigate reviews? How do I ask for development? How do I ask for stretch assignments? How do I find a mentor? How do I find a champion? What is a champion? What is job shadowing? How do I go out and get more experience while working here? That is the first level equity being given to a person of color, to a woman in an organization. So let's move up the chain. Now I've gotten my first promotion. I'm now a supervisor. Pouring equity into me now means that you help me become the best supervisor, you help me address my shadow behavior. You give me coaching, you give me resources, you prepare me and you say to me as a first level promotion, here is how you can increase your salary and here is how you can increase your opportunity. Here are five roles that are available from this spot going up. And you give me now courses and resources and training to make me not apply for that role, but to make me the only option for the role when it becomes open. And you train the sorry managers and supervisors who are going to be roadblocks for my advancement. That's how you do this. That's what equity looks like for a person of color. And you share with me That at at this level, here are the benefits that I'm entitled to if I get a raise or if I get moved to this level. You don't hide the salary bands for level two from my first promotion. You don't hide the salary bands. You allow me to see pretty openly what I can gain from a financial guidance within the organization. You allow me to see that. You allow me to know. Here's a, Let me give you something interesting. Let me, let me pause for one second and talk about this first and second level promotion. I was working and coaching a young woman who had been in an organization for years, eons, in this role. And she did not realize that her counterparts were getting stock options and she was not. This was not a Black woman. This was a white woman. She had no idea that her male counterparts in her her same role, they were getting stock options plus salary. And she was getting straight salary, see? And so this is the key areas that we miss. So this woman sat in a role for eight years not realizing that she was not getting stock option. I mean, this is a simple thing, but think of it this way. Let me tell you why this is such a big deal. This is my birthday weekend, so I'm I'm in a happy zone, right? As a woman who's approaching age 60, I have no problem saying my age, right? As a woman who's approaching 60, the fact that I get underpaid, from the time I'm 20, into my 30s, into my 40s, into my 50s, when I'm on the last runway of my work time, the money I've paid in, the money I've been able to save, the money that I've been able to put aside, has been dampered along the way. So my counterparts are turning 65 with a million dollars in their 401k, tons and tons of stock options, and they've had a higher salary the entire time. And so women, specifically women and women of color, suffer because we start off at the bottom of the ladder at a lower salary, and we never actually gain parity and equity in our salary level, and we exit the workforce at age 65 or 67, poorer than when we started. And now we have a long life. So we're 80 and 90 and we've run out of funds. And we're dependent on our kids to take care of us. This is how equity looks for individuals. Equity is not a a big word on a wall. It is real people having real experience, having real financial impact to themselves. I'll give you another example of equity. Financial literacy is a value of pouring equity into an individual. If I offer financial literacy courses as a part of my benefits to employees, they're now learning how to go through a process and gain and invest their money and turn their money over. They may never have had that in their entire life because we don't start off with the Rolodex that gave us an investment advisor when we were nine years old. So here we are now trying to catch up, trying to gain knowledge. Knowledge is the opportunity zone. If I don't know what I don't know, then I miss the equity opportunity. So now let's talk about promotions now. Let's say I'm a woman or man of color, and I've been promoted to a supervisor and then a manager, and now you're handing me a vice president role. But is the role you're handing me as a vice president what I call a paper tiger role? It's a role on paper. But my fellow vice presidents are getting equity, they're getting commission, they're getting profit sharing, they're getting stock options, and they're getting these defined contributions because they're at that level. But I'm a woman or a man of color and I still don't have any equity or opportunity because you've never opened it up for me. See, let me go back to the definition of equity. And for all of you doing the work of diversity and inclusion, I want you to start leading with equity, diversity, inclusion, belonging, and everything else. Where are the equity opportunities in your organization? Where do they exist? That is the question. Where is the equity, or the, equity, um, the equity opportunities in your organization? Where is that? And if you have not explored the equity opportunities in your organization, then you are doing a disservice to the people of color and women, right? Because equity is fairness and justice achieved through systematically addressing disparities in opportunities, outcome, and representation, and the redress of those disparities through targeted action. So that that is the, the bulk of this. Earlier this week, was Black Women's Pay Equity Day. I I decided this year I was not gonna celebrate it. I was not gonna celebrate it because how do we celebrate every year the fact that as Black women, our equity day keeps moving. Last year, the year before, it was in August. It's now the third week in September. So if at this rate, at this rate, Black women will, will gain salary equity to our white counterparts in December, because that's where we're moving. Because every year, the equity date moves further out. So if we don't address equity within the de structure, we are doing a disservice to people of color and women. And remember, I didn't miss anyone. People of color, Diverse people and women, because women have it just as hard. I was working with and coaching a woman who came to me and said, I found out that my salary is $40,000 less than my male counterparts who I trained. And when she went to her manager with that information, he offered her a $5,000 pay increase. She started looking for another job. She found one and she quit. Pretty simple, pretty simple here. That's what equity looks like. That's why the lack of equity shows up for people of color and women. And this was not a diverse woman. This was a white woman who had sat in a role for 15 years being underpaid. So imagine if she sat in that role for 15 years being underpaid, right? At 10 years, she left $300,000 on the table. At 15 years, she left $450,000 in pay on the table. That's what equity looks like in organizations, and we have to begin to address it. But here's a terminology that many of you may not be familiar with, and I want you to go out and Google it. It's called collective impact. And that was the purpose of today's live, today's podcast episode, right? The purpose of today's episode is to talk about collective impact. I want you all to search that word, that terminology, because it comes with a specific thing. Collective impact says pretty clearly, we need to have five strategies to center equity for people of color and women, okay? Collective impact says, we do the groundwork with the data, the context, and the targeted solution. We focus on system change, programs and services that's gonna change the system. We shift the power with a collaborative mode or collaborative method. We listen to act with a community and we build equity leadership and accountability for the change we wanna see. We build that for the change we want to see, okay? We build that for the change we wanna see. Collective impact is something that we have to get used to asking for. We have to come together as people of color and people of color who care about this deeply And we have to come to organizations and stop having the, we need more Black people discussion. We need more Hispanic. We need more Asian people. We need more Native American people. And start saying, how do we gain equity in this organization? What does equity look like? See, I remember years ago, there was this whole push around tech organizations hiring Black people. Tech needed to hire more Black people. They needed to bring more people of color on board. And then there was Lean In who said we needed to have more women. But every single solid year, Lean In does a report. And every single solid year, the report looks the same. Women are not making advances. Women are not gaining equity. Women are not gaining equality. So do we want to be a group of people who put out reports every year on how bad things are? Or do we want to create a collective impact to work on building equity in organizations. This is is critical. This is critical, critical, critical thinking here. We have to do something about equity. From the time I was born, right? From the time I was born, we have been talking about diversity. From the time I was born, we have been talking about being included. From the time I was born, we were talking about equality. We have not done a serious dive into who and where equity is in organizations. We have never done a serious deep dive. And let me tell you why, we are all afraid of it. There's nobody doing this work that's not afraid of talking about equity. And so if we don't talk about equity, if we don't create a collective impact where we hold organizations accountable for equity, right? Because the new buzz is ESG, Environmental Sustainable Governance. Great, in the ESG level under sustainability, under governance needs to be equity for women and people of color. to be there. This topic has to be there. If we miss this, and I hate to beat this to death, and thank you, all of you who are putting comments in, thank you for bringing this topic to the table. It's so needed. Yes. Yes. You know, and and another one of you said, how to build a career here. Yes, that is an equity lever, right? Providing a, a clear path for success is an equity lever. Thank you to whoever wished me happy birthday. Thank you. I am basking in my birthday weekend for sure, right? And, and Kagan, thank you for putting this out there. Yes, we encounter situations in organizations that sometimes I, I want to tell the story, but I'm afraid to tell the story because it's such a horrible story. But I've literally coached vice presidents in organizations who realize that their counterparts had equity stock options and they did not. And nine out of ten times it is a woman and it is it is not a woman of color. So there's some perception that maybe I would be hearing this from women of color. No. I'm not hearing this from women of color. I'm hearing this from white women who have climbed the ladder, who have done the hard work, who have played by the rules, who get to the top only to realize that their compensation package doesn't look like their male counterparts. And because we hide compensation, they never get to find out how this actually worked. And it's always a slip of the hand. Let me, let me tell you, and Maxine, thank you for, for, for commenting. So powerful, equity equals access, absolutely. And, and yes, I, this is a direction that I wanna bring to the table. You know, let me, let me tell you my story about how I ended up working for myself. Let me give you the story. I was working for an organization and back in the day, because we're talking 25 years ago now, I was working for an organization and I was leading a team. And I got my pay stub and it wasn't my pay stub. It was the pay stub for one of the members of my team. And I realized that a member of my team who I was supervising every day was making $31,800 more than me. I've never forgotten the number. And oftentimes I round it and I say $30,000. But it was $31,800 more than I was. I was married with two small children, figuring out a new house and making life and the highest earner in my family, right? And I was making $31,800 less than a person I was training and supervising. And when I went to my manager, he said to me, oh, I guess I'll fix it now. I filed my corporation. That's how we got here. That's my story. That is my story. That is my deep story. This is not something I made up. This is my story. I sat across from this human as he said to me, oh, I think I'll fix it now. Three and a half weeks later, my mother passed away. Two days before Christmas. And I said to myself, life is too short this BS. If I can pour into these humans the way that I've been pouring into them, that I couldn't even make it to the hospital to see my mother before she passed, I missed that opportunity, that I need to pour this into myself. That was 25 years ago. Last week I was having a discussion with a woman who was underpaid. Last week, So if we don't create collective impact and we don't talk through the collective impact and we don't collectively put our voice together to demand a change when it comes to equity for our people, then we are missing an opportunity. We are missing an opportunity. If we do not, if we do not create equity opportunities for ourselves, then we miss an opportunity to impact change. Do I wanna walk out of the workforce in seven to 10 years and listen again to my grandchildren saying to me when I'm 80 years old, if I'm given that lifespan, my dad is 93. So if I'm given a 93 year old lifespan, and I leave the workforce at 67, and I'm looking now, 20 plus years later, and I'm listening to my great-grandchildren say, well, I'm being underpaid, grandma, great-grandma. Really? Is that the legacy we want? We've gotta have collective impact around equity. Our conversation needs to be around equity. We need to ask the organization, where are the equity positions in this organization? And here's how equity works at every single level of the organization. Because equity at the beginning is not pay, per se. Equity at the beginning is the recruiter handing you the right salary when you walk in the door. Let me give you an example. One of my very good friends, whose birthday is the next day after mine, very good friend. I was working and coaching her son. A bright, young white male college graduate and i watched how recruiters negotiated with him as a new entrant into the workforce and how they beat him down in terms of his salary and how they made him feel devalued because he was brand new so i'm telling you that we as hr and talent leaders We are affecting equity, not only for people of color, but for young people, right? Because equity, the first step into equity is my very first paycheck. And all of you who have children, who are in college, who are coming into the workforce, I need you to sit down and talk to them about pay negotiation and about what it means to have equity at work. As parents and grandparents, we need to take the mantle up because it is a collective impact. It is a collective impact. Do not wait until your sons and daughters show up at work and they are being marginalized with pay and the opportunity is being sucked out of them. As parents, we have an obligation from the time our children are born to start talking to them about financial literacy, to talk to them about salary, to talk to them about how you navigate pay. So by the time they get to that work opportunity, they are ready. Stop allowing our next generation to walk into the load of poop that the rest of us have been living in. Equity is where it's at. And I'm gonna come back to this subject again, because I want to really dive into collective impact, what it looks like in an organization, how it looks in an organization. How do we as talent leaders unpack equity at the most microscopic level? If I am the janitor, if I am the the office cleaner, what is the equity for me? Let me tell you the equity for the office cleaner. You give out scholarships, to people in your organization. But the person who's cleaning the offices never knows about the scholarship and the opportunity for them to go back to school or their kids to get a scholarship to go back to school, to go to school. That's what equity looks like. That's how granular this is, right? Because we offer scholarships to our executives, to our exempt employees, but we don't offer it to Our frontline workers who are cleaning the floor. And we don't say to them, hey, we have a scholarship for students. And they don't know anything about it. So their kids are suffering at another level, another generational suffer. That's how equity looks. That's how it looks. And we've got to think about it granular. Who doesn't have an equity opportunity? And what is the equity that we're handing out? And at what level of the organization does it stop? Is it only the 10 guys who run the top who get the equity and nobody else does? No, 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 no. This is the next generation fight. The next generational fight is for equity. That's where it's for. It's for equity. And if you want to learn more about this process, this collective impact, visit our website, sign up for our newsletter. We continue these types of discussions on the third Wednesday open forum. You can join the Inclusion Learning Lab community. And here's the big thing that I'd like to ask all of you to do, share this video to your network, share the podcast, download it from the podcast apps, and share it with a friend. So the folks out there in the ethers can hear this conversation because what I'd like to do is spark microscopic conversations about equity for professionals of color throughout the United States and the world. We have to have this discussion and we have to have it now. So thank you for joining me this Friday, those of you who joined live, those of you who are listening to the podcast recording, as I said, share it with a friend. If you have time and you're able to, join me every Friday at 2 p.m. I'm live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you again. Have a wonderful week. I'm going to go off to celebrate my birthday, and I appreciate all of you who wish me a happy birthday. Thank you again. See you next Friday. We're going to have a whole new discussion. Take care. Enjoy.
0: You're like a circle that floats around me keeping me safe and sound and when i fall you tied a rope to me you're blessing me every day i was down with an illusion like a sparrow with broken wings but now i shine with your reflection on me i'm getting back up on my feet